Next on BYU Sports Nation, on the road again. BYU basketball begins a lengthy stretch away from Provo as a road favorite in Boise, a down-to-the-wire sequel? What is the best measurement of success for this year's BYU football team? Excuse me, Flo. If you are not going to pay for the broadcast of this week's BYU at UMass game, what will the 20 bucks go to? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 20th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my brother from another mother, Jason Shepard. Are we really going to debut this photo on national television? Like it or not. To like over 50 million people? (laughs) (laughs) If you put us in a photo studio together, something special will happen. Look, I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good photo of you and I. Caption this. (laughs) Caption that photo, Jason. For me, it's... You and I looking at a Power 5 invite yes, for BYU. Yes, I can see the P5 invite coming. I'm looking straight at it. That's also the face that I made uh, watching TJ Haas hit the shot right in front of me in Houston. Yeah, literally, you were looking up. I was literally. Yeah, so as that happened. We, had, we went, and went to BYU Photo, and certainly thank you to BYU Photo uh, for taking our pictures. Shout out to Jaron and Nate. Yes, uh, you did a great job. And we were getting uh, headshots that we can use for the broadcast. And so we were just having some fun. And, of course, you have to recreate the Step Brothers look, yes, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So there, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Are you Will Ferrell or am I Will Ferrell? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> Things that don't matter. (laughs) Here's today's show lineup. This does matter. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars on the stat that matters most for BYU basketball tonight in Boise. Josie Gwynn of BYU Women's Soccer previews a second round bracket clash in the NCAA tournament with Louisville. And our deep blue feature on BYU senior safety, Austin Lee, how he balances fatherhood, football, and a transfer rather from one heated rival to another. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football headed to Amherst, Massachusetts, looking for a fifth straight win this season, and they're gonna get it. <laughs> BYU have is a, a 40-point favorite against the 1-10 Minutemen, but you better believe that Kalani Satake has his guys on high alert after the Cougars' last two trips to the East. They'll have 11 guys ready to play against our 11 guys, and so we, we need to respect them and, and play at our best, and that's, that's what I expect our guys to do. Beat UMass. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, the Cougars essentially have a 99% chance of winning this game. <laughs> Kickoff set for noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on BYU Radio, and you can watch on some other network if you find the gold at the end of the rainbow. I like that. Very nice. BYU basketball in Boise tonight to face the Boise State Broncos. Cougars are 3-1 and one coming off last Friday night's thrilling buzzer beater win at Houston. Head coach Mark Pope likes the matchup of these two teams tonight. Yeah, and they have shooters at really all five positions, really four positions. And, and, and you know, their best player last game was their five, and he just is so capable of driving and creating havoc, and he's unbelievable on the glass. And, and so uh, it's going to be a great game. 
Tip-off is at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Radio pregame coverage on BYU Radio will begin at 9 Eastern. You can watch on CBS Sports Network. Jimmer Fredette scores 11 points in an 86-85 Panathinaikos win over Brandon Davies' former Greek team, BC Zalgaris. And how about this? Reports surfacing that legendary college basketball coach Rick Patino expected to return as the head coach of Panathinaikos. His leading scorer is Jimmer at an average of 15.3 points per game. It's on his bucket list. I've got to coach Jimmer. Yeah, that's that's one not? of the things that he wants. Sure. BYU Cross Country Track and Field Associate Director Dilji Taylor is named the Mountain Region Coach of the Year by the USTFCCCA. Coach Taylor led the team to the title at the Mountain Region Championships, the second top 10 finish since she became the coach. BYU Cross Country will compete Saturday in the 2019 NCAA National Championships in Terre Haute, Indiana. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Here's Jason and I looking at what we hope is a BYU-Boise State win tonight. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, Las Vegas (laughs) and Ken Pomeroy have this going down as a one-point game, Jason. Is BYU headed for another down-to-the-wire crazy madness sequel? Do you expect BYU's game tonight in Boise to be another close game? Okay, we need to define what close is. No, I do not expect this game to be within one point. Okay. I do not expect that. If close means single digits, okay. then sure, I would expect it to be close. But that but that could still be a nine-point win. Yeah, what is close? So, is, yeah, is, so is it single defi- digits or is it like two possessions? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say close is probably within five. That would be my definition. I, I don't think it's going to be close like that. I can certainly see it being in, in single digits. I expect a, a very confident BYU team to take the floor tonight. That Houston victory was a really big deal on a lot of fronts. It was a massive confidence builder for that team. There's no question. Here's the other part about it. The size issue that we've talked about so much this season with BYU, it shouldn't be an issue tonight. Because Boise State isn't a big team either. Okay. They're, so the size advantage that opposing teams have had against BYU. All Los San Diego State yes, and Houston. It, that should not be an issue tonight. Look, Boise State's coming off two straight losses, so you know they're going to be hungry. But I think BYU's more, in, more than capable of winning this game, and, and I expect them to play like that. So close, again, if we're determining close as within... A couple uh, less than five, I, I don't think it will be close. Okay. Even though Kim Pomeroy has it as like a two-point or one-point favorite for BYU. Here's why this game concerns me. Our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Boise State can fill it up. 21st in the nation in scoring offense, averaging 87 points per game. And they haven't shot the ball well for right. three, Jason. So if the threes start to drop, watch out. Then this could become very much a track meet, and we could have a high-scoring affair between Boise State and BYU. So I'm a little concerned that they're on edge. They've lost two games in a row. This might be a rallying cry moment for them. BYU's coming off an emotional Big victory against Houston. What do they have left in the tank as they stay on the road, knowing that they're going to be on the road for what feels like forever? Right. they got to go to Hawaii after this and take on UCLA. 
So I'm concerned because I think Boise State is a talented offensive team that just hasn't really found the mark yet. BYU's going to have to be really locked down on that three-point line tonight because if the Broncos see a few go through, confidence soars through the roof, and this could get weird. It could get weird. No, I, I understand that completely, but the, the scenario for BYU to win games this entire season is going to be they have to shoot the ball well. That's the strength of the team. And, and that's even when Yoli comes back. Certainly when Yoli comes back, that gives you more in the post, and it gives you more scoring near the basket. And, and certainly Yoli's going to try and stretch the defense anyway, but that's going to be the recipe for BYU. They're going to have to shoot the ball well. That's why BYU was able to have the opportunity to win that game at Houston is because of the way they shot the ball specifically in that first half. Sure. And so that, that's the recipe for success in every game BYU will play. BYU is going to have to shoot the ball well every game. Shoot the three, play yes. defense. Absolutely. I mean, that's really what it comes down to large. And I know that the hustle plays will be there from Dalton Nixon and Colby Lee, who was a revelation yes. against the Houston Cougars. And that points. One. 14 points for Colby Lee. He's going back to Idaho. Maybe it's a Colby Lee show in Ooh. Idaho. I do expect it to be a close game. I think BYU will find a way to win this game, but I do expect it to be close. Topic number two. Now, everyone is going to have their own definition of what success is for BYU football. The obvious, and obviously the most important sign of success, is victories. However, we all know that there are more ways to determine a successful season. So, Spencer, in your opinion, what's the biggest sign of success for BYU football this year? Let's start here, Jason. Uh, How about BYU beating rivals? The Cougars were 1-8 and eight against supposed rivals coming into this season. Utah, Utah State, and Boise State under Kalani Satake. Right. BYU has a winning record against the rivals this year. Back-to-back wins against then number 14 Boise State and then destroying the Aggies in Logan 42-14. to That right there tells me that BYU has succeeded. They are making progress. There has been success. Then there's this. The college football playoff poll ranks USC in the top 25 this week and Boise State, which means BYU currently has two wins against currently ranked teams in the poll that matters most. It's not about the AP. It's not about the coaches. It's about the college football playoff, right? Yep. BYU has two ranked wins. The Cougars secured their first home winning record since 2016 at 4-2 by beating Idaho State. They had to beat Boise State and USC along the way to do that. And the Cougars have their first at least four-game win streak since 2016. They're about to make it five, could make it six, maybe seven. All of those things scream success to me right now for BYU football. Yeah, the one that really stands out to me, and it was my immediate answer, is BYU's ability to win two of three against the rivals this year. I think that is a clear sign of success. Beating Utah is obviously the biggest goal when you talk about rivals, and obviously that, that didn't happen. Uh, this year, but being able to beat Utah State and Boise State, one team that had already won two straight, and another one that the staff had not beaten, is a big deal. That is a that is a tangible sign of success that you can look at a track record that wasn't good and see that there was improvement there. And and it's not just that; it was it was the way that they beat them. They absolutely destroyed Utah State in Logan. And being able to beat Boise State that came in at the time, ranked 14th. Yeah. I mean, they're still ranked 20th, Jason. Yeah, still ranked 20th. They haven't lost a game. Baylor Romney, everybody's like, so what what are we going to see here? Baylor Romney looked fantastic. The way that they beat those teams, I think, is impressive. And here's the other reason. And, And 
there may be people that are outside of the state of Utah that will disagree with me on this. I think the, it also – that stat specifically, the, the wins against rivals, I think it carries more weight for the local fans because we're the ones that have to deal with all the others around us. <laughs> and so the fact that – now, again, still haven't beaten Utah. That's the big one. That's the one that matters the most. But – that's the next step. That's the next step. But that is a clear sign of success for this program. Beating Utah and BYU finishing yes. as a ranked team. The Cougars have not done that as an independent. They have never finished ranked in almost a decade of independence. So, yeah, BYU has done some things to show success and progress, but there are still things yes, out without, there. And that's great. There's still things on the table that you can check off in terms of successful seasons. BYU TV essentially attempted to move heaven and earth to get <laughs> rights to we tried. broadcast BYU at UMass, but the people at Flow Sports were having none of it. So as it stands, you got to spend 20 bucks to watch BYU play against 1 in 10 UMass. <laughs> My question is, if you're not going to spend 20 bucks to get the BYU football game at UMass, what are you going to spend the 20 bucks on, Jason? What's your 20 bucks going to if you didn't spend it to watch BYU? Okay, I'm very excited to have this conversation. Okay. I've right. come up with a couple of different options. Right. I would like you to choose for me. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you some options here. Uh, one, I could buy 20 spicy McChicken sandwiches off the dollar menu. Okay, that's that, tempting. It's an awesome. Tempting. That's, that's, that's an option, okay? Right. Uh, I could go see four movies on $5 Tuesday. That beats spicy McChicken sandwiches in okay. my opinion. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I could bo- buy four hot and ready pizzas. <laughs> now you're just toying with my emotions. Look, can you see a, a theme here? Uh-huh. I uh-huh. eat about every 90 minutes, so food is always on okay. my mind. Okay. Uh, I could get a half a tank of gas. No, no. Get out of here with the gas, with the <laughs> things that are really important. Okay, here we go. This one, this one, with, this one may be... This may do it. Okay. I'm going to pay ahead almost two months of my Disney Plus bundle. Oh, Jason, that's the leader in the clubhouse right there. Okay. Are that's, you thinking that's that? That's the leader in the clubhouse. I know how important <laughs> Mary Poppins and Disney are to you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I love me some Poppins. Uh, the beauty is I don't have to buy it uh-huh. because it's going to be fed through the building. Yes. Uh, and I'll be able to watch it for free while I do my radio responsibilities. Okay. So that's the good part. But so you're thinking I go pay almost two months ahead on my Disney Plus sure. bundle. Yeah, save the money, take the benefit of working for BYU Broadcasting, enjoy the game for free, and take that 20 bucks. And I don't know, 20 spicy. Get your Mandalorian Mc- and Mary Poppins. 20 spicy McChickens sound real good. <laughs> not healthy for you, Jason. <laughs> not, not healthy. That's not going to help you go to Where the gym. Where are you going? What are you saying? <laughs> It's not going to help why, you go to the gym. Why do you think I go to the gym? <laughs> what are you, you going to do with your 20 bucks? Well, because I'll be in Amherst. Yes. I'm probably going to use the 20 bucks to pay for my phone bill because I'm going to try and Facebook Live it for everybody. Oh! <laughs> if, if somebody sees security chasing down Spencer on the sidelines yeah. in Amherst. I will, Sir, are you broadcasting this live? No. <laughs> no. Why do you have your phone out? And why have you had your phone out for an hour and a half straight? I'm just Marco Poloing for, <laughs> for eight hours. Shout out to Aaron Anders. <laughs> oh, there's a story there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pay uh, most of my phone bill, my monthly phone bill, because I'll be watching the game in person. Or maybe I'll go to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Jason, ah. and check that out. Yes, that yeah. may, that sounds yeah. like that would be something that would cost check, about 20 yeah. bucks. Kreshamir Chosich and Stan Watts. BYU has two guys repping the Y in 
the Basketball Hall of Fame. I like that idea. Okay. I like that. Look, the funny thing was, like, $20 doesn't get you much anymore these days. Like, 20 bucks, you would, like... I honestly, I even Googled things that you can do for under $20 <laughs> and like some of the stuff are, are things you can buy when they're 20 bucks. And it was like, like a pack, like a, like an eight pack of, of, of writable CDs. Uh-huh, and I'm like, uh-huh. who uses those still? <laughs> who uses that anymore? Uh-huh. That's what you can buy for 20 bucks these yeah, days. Instead of doing that, why don't you just pay for Apple music for two months That's and then what, have yes. anything and everything you want or Spotify know. premium or I'm really whatever. Wanting 20 chicken sandwiches right now. Our question of the day. I am hungry. If you're not going to spend the $20 to watch BYU football <laughs> at UMass, what will you spend the $20 on? Maybe it's the soup of the day. Mm. Flo. Excuse me. What's the soup du jour? Uh, <laughs> it's the soup of the day. Mm, I'll have that. That sounds good. <laughs> Let's go to Voice of the Nation. <laughs> this is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Our friend at Seth Killingbeck in on Twitter says the BYU Sports Nation crew t-shirt from the BYU store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, and I still have enough left for a pound of chocolate-covered cinnamon bears to munch on while I listen to Greg Rebell when BYU takes on UMass. This is going to be the spotlight game for you, Jason Shepard, and for Greg Rebell on BYU Radio. Yeah, I would imagine our listenership uh, spikes big time this weekend because people are just... They're just not into into flow. (laughs) More responses on the way. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, she is tenacious on the pitch. And BYU women's soccer defender Josie Gwynn will join us a little bit later on the program. How Greg Rebell is traveling to the ends of the world and back to cover your BYU Cougars and the most important stat for BYU basketball tonight against Boise State. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball traveling to Boise to take on the Broncos tonight. Tune in to BYU Radio or the BYU Radio app tonight. 7 p.m. pregame coverage begins. Greg Rubel, Terry Nashif will have the call from Extra Mile Arena. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Happy Wednesday. Spencer Linton here alongside Jason Shepard, and we are now bringing in on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, who, as just mentioned, will call the Boise State-BYU basketball game tonight. Greg, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing well, and let's start with a moment of silence for Taco Bell Arena, shall we? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay, that was great. It's fantastic. That was great. That was great. (laughs) Always loved the gordita. Uh, Greg, I I would like for you to explain to people your travel schedule and broadcast responsibilities over the next week and a half or so, because it's downright bonkers, and you are a very hardworking man. Well, you know, not to take any thunder away from from Christmas, but this is the most wonderful time of the year, because (laughs) we have all the sports going at once here. And so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do basketball in Boise tonight. Um, we'll travel back tomorrow, uh, do soccer, uh, uh, BYU against Louisville tomorrow night. Then I'll go home and unpack and repack for 10 days <laughs> and, and then uh, fly to Boston Friday morning, drive Boston to Amherst Friday night, do the game in Amherst Saturday, fly or drive back to Boston after the game Saturday, fly from Boston to LA and then LA to Maui Sunday, do the games in Maui Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then red eye Thursday to either to either LA and then San Diego or LA and then maybe Stanford 
or L.A. and maybe <laughs> Salt Lake and Provo for what's next for BYU women's soccer if they keep on winning. And then we'll finish it all off with that game at San Diego State uh, a week from this Saturday for football. Do you know off the top of your head the amount of frequent flyer miles that you would be able to cash in just based off of the next week and a half? Well, I do know this. After this next week and a half, uh, I, I, should, I, should, man, I should retain my status for next year. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one would certainly hope so. That is crazy, man. And uh, we're just getting things started in Boise tonight. So let's start with BYU basketball. What do you expect the BYU basketball team to show up like after such an emotional, hard-fought win, a quad one win at Houston? Well, man, what a what, what, what a shot in the arm, right? What a what a what a uh, uh, just a, just a, an affirmation that you know some of the things they're working on are coming to fruition. Because and, and not that it would have been the worst thing in the world, you know, to come out of that game uh, with an L and be two and two through four games. But and and this may be. Uh, you know, maybe not the most important thing in the world, but I, I, I noticed that, you know, they, they, they've had, they had a, a nine-point lead against San Diego State, and it slipped away, and they lost the game. They had a 10-point lead against Southern Utah, and it slipped away, and they trailed in the second half. They had a 14-point lead against Houston, and it slipped away, and they trailed. And, and, and you just don't want to be that, that, that team that, that maybe has that, you know, gets used to the pattern of, we're up, but, and then things kind of slip away. And, and if you lose too many of those kind of games where it happens too frequently, uh, it, it can maybe um, you know work on you in a negative way, and and so I thought it was important that BYU recover from losing a lead that they had all game, right, and then and then getting it back and winning it the way they did. And and uh, I think if you were to ask anybody um, about how three and one through four games without Yoli would look, everybody would have said that's fantastic, and that's where BYU is right now. I think when you said shot in the arm, I think that's spot on. I think that's exactly what a win like that does, which then kind of surprised me a little bit. When you look at the game tonight, uh, according to Ken Pomeroy, BYU, now granted, you're favored on the road, which is always a good thing, but BYU is only a two-point favorite against the Broncos tonight. I, I was a little surprised by that. What, do you think that's fair? Well, actually, yeah. I mean, you can find other projections that have BYU probably in the mid-40s in a percentage to win tonight. Uh, Boise's underperformed, I, I think, to one and two. They've only played three games. A lot of teams have played more. Um, but, uh, you know, Boise is, uh, you know, is, is minus eight tonight. Um, I beg your pardon. But Boise is, uh, again, depending on the different projections, uh, you know, maybe even a small favorite tonight. Um they're one and two and, and just haven't shot it really well the last couple of games. When you go on the road to be actually projected to win, I think is, uh, is, is saying something. And, and BYU is according to Ken Pomeroy, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think Boise is better than they've shown right now. And, and so I think a win tonight would be a, a really a nice win for BYU. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell with us on BYU Sports Nation. In your preparation, Greg, as you've zoned in on some statistics, what's the key stat tonight for BYU to beat a Broncos team that has dropped two straight games? Well, here's, here, here's what's not going to be the key stat, rebounding. Um, <laughs> because, because BYU's been out-rebounded in every game when they're 3-1. and one. Um, This may just be that kind of year where BYU's going to really struggle to, to hold its own on the board, at least until Yoli gets back. And so I'm not going to say rebounding because they found a way to get past that. But it really looks like it's the three-point line right now. Boise uh, has, has seen their Division One opponent shoot 50% in these last two games. Uh, BYU shooting near 40 after being around 33 from the shorter line last year. And so uh, the way teams are shooting it right now against Boise and the way that BYU's been shooting it, I think it's not a bad place to look uh, you know, for, for a difference maker tonight. Boise, I think, what, 10 for the last 44 
uh, from the arc and losing these back-to-back games. Yikes. Who's been the most pleasant surprise, in your opinion, for this basketball team? Well, you know, those who saw, you know, Alex Barcelo play, um, you know, in, in, in the preseason and the summer leading up to the season would say that this is not surprising. But because BYU fans hadn't seen him, it's tough, tough to not say Alex. Um, he's been a real revelation at the guard line. And, and uh, we already knew what Jake Toulson can do, and he comes as a whack player of the year. So what Jake is doing is, is, uh, is, is you know, almost as expected. But Alex Barcelo, because of the novelty, I think has to be, uh, has to be that guy. But I will, you know, quickly throw in um, the fact that, you know, Dalton Nixon shot those balls so well from, from deep is a pleasant surprise because he really struggled with that shot last year. Just his overall game looks so much better. And then uh, because Colby Lee didn't play a lot last year, and when he did, then he didn't do a lot last year. At least in the free throw line, he struggled. He actually, you know, scored scored pretty well when he was actually on the floor, but he wasn't on the floor a lot. So, the way Colby Lee has played um, ha- has been nice. And I will say, you know, the 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 Houston Colby Lee is maybe you know the surprising guy or the pleasant surprise. The Southern Utah Colby Lee is the guy that needs to you know work a little bit more on, on a few things. And so we've seen you know both Colby Lees so far this year. And, 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 and more of Houston, the better. And I think BYU will be in great shape, at least until Yoli gets back. And that's a real positive thing, too. I think maybe the, uh, you know, the, the, the side effect of Yoli being out is that a guy like Colby Lee gets, you know, and Dalton Nixon, for that matter, gets really valuable minutes that may or may not be there in the same total once Yoli gets back and the rotations change around a little bit. But, man, I think BYU becomes a better and a deeper team because they've had to work without Yoli, and I think Colby's one of the main beneficiaries. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel with us on BYU Sports Nation. Four games down, five to go in this nine-game Yoli child suspension. What's a fair expectation for the Cougars in the final five, knowing that they have Boise State tonight, UCLA, and then either Kansas or Chaminade coming up in the next three? Well, I, I think it's fair at this point expect BYU to, to get to Yoli Childs with a winning record. And, and that's, I, I, I would think, a, uh, if you said, again, you know, can BYU get to, you know, at least five, if not six, you know, wins, or maybe seven without Yoli Childs, you know, how, how would that be? And that'd be great, I think. So I think BYU's all been assured of getting back to Yoli Childs with a winning, rec- winning record. And, you know, they're 3-1 and one right now. Uh, a win over Boise would, you know, be massive toward that, of course. They've got a non-D1 game in there before Yoli gets back. So if they win tonight, you're looking at essentially at least five, and then you, you know, throw Maui in and see what you can get. So, uh, yeah, I, I think a winning record without Yoli Childs, take it and run. I wanted to ask you a football question, Greg, uh, before we let you go. The, the BYU Cougars, as you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, can play at Amherst against UMass. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, the Minutemen are not a very good football team defensively. Uh, they're giving up a ton of yards, a ton of points. So with that said, how, how will you gauge success for BYU football this week against a team that is struggling as mightily as UMass is? Well, I, I, I'd want to, uh, you know, beat the average points allowed uh, that UMass is, is uh, at right now, which is what, 52.4, I think. So, mm-hmm. so be somewhere in the 50s and, and, and maybe not allow more than a couple of scores uh, to UMass. Uh, interestingly, uh, you know, BYU does go to San Diego State the next week, and, uh, you know, the Aztecs, in stark contrast to UMass, are, you know, one of the best scoring defenses in the country. But, you know, UMass has on occasion put up a few points. They actually score more points per game than San Diego State does. So San Diego State needs its great defense because the offense is so lackluster. And nothing UMass can do on offense will ever camouflage what's happening defensively. I mean, they're just so far and away 
the most porous and generous defensive team in college football this year. So, yeah, get into the 50s and, 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 and keep that number under 10 or in the low teens and, uh, and then move on to next week. Greg Rubel traveling to the edge of the world and back <laughs> over the next 10 days. It starts in Boise tonight. Wish you a great call tonight, Greg. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Have a great day. You got it. Greg Rubel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Coming up, Josie Gwynn stops by Studio B to preview women's soccer versus Louisville. And how does Austin Lee balance football, a transfer from Utah to BYU, and two kids? This is BYU Sports Nation. Watch this week's BYU football with Kalani Satake following BYU Sports Nation today right here on BYU TV. Or you can watch it anytime on BYUtv.org or the BYU TV app. Unlike the game for BYU at UMass, it won't cost you anything. <laughs> so you don't have to spend 20 bucks on that either. Oh, boy. You know what else is free? The whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. With a four-game win streak, BYU football on the road in Amherst, Massachusetts, taking on the UMass Minutemen on Saturday. Cougars six and four, while UMass is ten, excuse me one and ten, according to the ESPN Power Index. BYU has a ninety-eight point six percent chance of winning. It's almost ninety-nine percent. I'm rounding up. It's ninety-nine percent. So you're telling me UMass has a chance? Sure. Men's basketball. BYU at Boise State tonight, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Listen live on BYU Radio. The Cougars looking for a third straight win when they hit the floor against the Broncos. And BYU will do so as a two-point favorite, according to college basketball stats guru Ken Pomeroy. Jimmer had 11 points in an 86-85 Panathinaikos win over Zalgiris. Also, reports are that Rick Pitino expected to return as the head coach of Panathinaikos. Cross Country. Associate Director of Cross Country and Track and Field at BYU, Diljeet Taylor. Named Mountain Region Coach of the Year, Taylor helped the third-ranked women's cross country team to titles at the Mountain Region Championships, the West Coast Conference Championships, the Bill Dellinger Invitational, BYU Autumn Classic, and the Big Wave Invitational. Coach Taylor and BYU Cross Country head into the 2019 NCAA National Championships this Saturday. Soccer. BYU Women's Soccer will host Louisville tomorrow night in the second round of the NCAA tournament. You can watch on BYU TV as well as the BYU TV app. You can also listen on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Golf. BYU Men's Golf, number four in the country right now. They announced the signing of Angus Clintworth from Johannesburg, South Africa. Angus is placed in the top 15 in multiple world championships in his age group. Swimming and diving. BYU Swim and Dive travel to Columbia, Missouri, about 63 miles away from where I was born, for the Mizzou Invitational, which runs today through the 22nd. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Elijah Bryant scored four points, had a steal in a 92-88 Maccabi Tel Aviv loss to Milano. Back to BYU football, and specifically BYU senior safety Austin Lee, who began his college football career at the University of Utah, of all places, and obviously will end it at BYU. It's been an interesting winding road to Provo, to say the least. Football, fatherhood, and finding joy in the journey. Austin Lee is the center of today's Deep Blue, presented by Tim Daly Nissan. The whole recruiting process was different in high school. Growing up, you're really interested in the state schools that are around here. Utah was obviously one of the first schools that came into the picture, and so when they offered, I, I committed right away. Just always thought that he would be a great player there, you know, and, and um, 
I think when I left, he went on a mission, came back, and it wasn't working out for him there. It was different from what I, I felt in the recruiting process. That was difficult for him, and then on top of that, we were first married, and then we were expecting our first kid, so everything was challenging. For a while, I was actually thinking about transferring, and finally I just was talking to my coach, and I was like, you know what, I just, I just don't feel comfortable here. It's not a good fit for me, and they wouldn't release me. You, know, you have to get a release to be able to contact other schools, and so not having that release, I actually had to go to Salt Lake Community College to earn an associate's degree. And once I was able to go there, earn my degree, uh, that release didn't matter as much. And so it was a hardship because here I was used to being on scholarship at Utah. I wasn't used to no income, so I had to go get a job. I was still trying to train with a very supportive wife. I think anyone who's in love with someone loves to see them happy and be successful in what they want and desire. It was, it was a very hard time financially, but I've never been so close to my family. It's a different type of feeling being here at BYU after experiencing all that. I think anytime we can take a JC transfer from Slick, it's a, that's a big pickup for us, you know, given they don't have a football program or anything. Quick fire and it is intercepted. Austin Lee, far side. I say this a lot. Anytime as a, as a football player, you have to experience those types of things. You know, his first opportunity didn't work out the way he, he thought and then had to overcome a couple obstacles just to get here. Uh, anytime uh, you have to go through those obstacles or those hurdles, I think it makes you a dangerous player uh, because of the sacrifices and the extra time you've had to put in to get where you're at. Those types of players tend to appreciate the opportunity more had they not had to experience. Just really thankful that we got him here. So it's, it's interesting how things work. Not many college athletes or anyone on this team actually has two kids. It's different but it's and unique, but it's a blessing in our lives. Balancing life with Austin and football can be challenging. Let's go! But it's so fun that we get to be a part of it, and we're grateful that they are so open to families here at BYU because we feel like part of the team too. Those kids have you know, 122 uncles on the team. Ledger's uh, three and a half years old, and Romy's about one and a half, and uh, Ledger's something else. Uh, he's, he's, he's our boy, and he's, he's crazy. He loves BYU football. He loves to come, and he, loves to see, he knows the whole BYU fight song. He will tell Austin sometimes that his favorite player is, like, Zane or Troy or Micah, and I think it does kind of eat at Austin, but he knows that he loves his dad the most. <laughs> Again, it's, it's hard not to notice the relationship that he has with his family, especially his kids as well. I mean, when we're in the locker room celebrating after wins, you know, he's, he's got his son in there dancing with the team, you know. And his, really, I think the, all the players enjoy uh, Ledger a lot more than they enjoy Austin, you know. He's kind of like, he's the real MVP. He's got a, um, a lot he's playing for, for more than himself. And I think that's one of the reason, uh, reasons why... Our guys resonate with him so much because they see how much he cares about this game and, and you know, things other than himself. And so just been really, really happy to be here while he's here, to watch him play and the plays he's made and the passion he has for the game. So the way I balance, you know, school, uh, football, and life is I had to really learn to be present in what I do. 
be at football when you're at football and be at home when you're at home. I try to get my stuff done and be present so that I can be present at home and be as supportive as a father and as a husband as I can. It's fun just to see all his teammates and his position group really embrace, you know, his son and his, his daughter and his, and his family. Because that's what we are, right? That's what we're always trying to preach is that we're family and him and that the, the, his teammates together have, have really uh, taken that to a whole new level just with how involved uh, his family is with our program. Another great story, Deep Blue on Austin Lee, and it's not often that you pick up a transfer from a school that doesn't play football. I'm glad that Preston Hadley pointed that out. Great, great story. Coming up, our and one picks. And did somebody say I have a negative score in that? I don't even know how that's possible. Oh, it's possible. Plus, Josie Gwynn on why this BYU women's soccer team is locked in on Louisville. Watch out, Cardinals. Josie's coming. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Fourth ranked and number two seed BYU Women's Soccer hosting Louisville in an NCAA championship second round match coming up tomorrow you can watch the match at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on BYU TV. You can also listen to it on BYU Radio. So I'll have the call for BYU TV on that one. Fun fact, Jason Shepard will be calling for the WCC Network, NC State, and Arkansas. The winner of that game yes. will take on either BYU or Louisville. So basically, I'm, I'm viewing that broadcast as a preview for Saturday. Yes. Yes. Like it's prep. It's prep for Saturday. I like, That's how I I'm like viewing the way that. you think. You know who else probably likes the way you think, Jason? Our next guest, Josie Gwynn of BYU Women's Soccer. Josie, welcome in tournament mode. Thank you. Holy cow, Louisville coming to town. Um, I, I just want to know this. Rewind to the moment at halftime. BYU's leading Boise State 2-1, to one, and things kind of slowed down. What did your coach, Jen Rock, would say to you in the locker room to spur eventually a 5-1 to one blowout? Yeah, well, she just kind of went over our stats from that game compared to all the other games and how we just needed to get some more shots off and how we are. She, we knew we were the better team, and she knew, and she knew that we just needed to step it up and keep going at them. So it wasn't John Legend music that you were playing <laughs> that inspired you? I wish. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's something that this team has done a remarkable job of this entire season is coming out of halftime and and if you guys have scored in bunches coming out of halftime, what 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 is the mindset of this team coming into that second 45? Because you guys have had so much success all year long. Yeah, well, I think we know how good of a team we are, and we know how good our attack is. And honestly, when we come in at halftime and we're not super happy with our performance or haven't scored as many goals as we think we should – um, I think everyone is just that much more motivated to go out in the second half and prove to everyone that we are better. What's you? Yeah, go ahead. We're really competitive on our uh, team. So. No, I was going to go there, especially you. Yeah. You yeah. are yeah. very, very competitive. So, uh, yeah. you know, nice off the field, not so much on the field, but you're not supposed to be. So walk yeah. us through your mentality when you're in a heated soccer match. Well, I have been very competitive since I was born, I think. My mom, you can ask her. Our whole family is super competitive. And so 
I just, when I step on the soccer field, I have these little can-do statements in my mind. Like, I can beat that player. I know I can beat that player. And so when that's constantly going through my mind, I'm not going to let anyone try. That's not going to happen. It's just not. You see, and, I, and I've told you this before. Uh, I, there's a reason why when I when I fill in for Greg and I'm calling some of the games, I call you the bulldog because you have that mentality. You are just you are not going to give an inch. So at this point, what do you guys know about Louisville? Well, I think we'll know more today because we usually go over a little scouting report the day before our games. But I think honestly, we're just ready to go out there and play the game that we've played all year long obviously what we've been doing has been working for us so Uh, clearly yeah so I think it's just sticking to what we've been doing and preparing the same way we've been been preparing all year Josie Gwynn of BYU women's soccer the lone unbeaten team remaining in all the land with us on BYU Sports Nation okay how do you block out the noise of that undefeated top four team number two seed How, how, how do you handle that yeah sometimes it can it can get in your head but I think Our coaches and our team as a whole has done a really good job at just taking it one game at a time. I think it started earlier in the season when we started winning a lot of our games. We just continued to focus on the next game and what we needed to do and what we needed to do to get the job done. Um, Just taking it one game at a time, I think it's really important to do that, obviously. But like you're saying, there's lots of noise around our team and around BYU soccer. Largely thanks to what we do. Exactly, <laughs> right? <You know>? so, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't, we don't want to jinx anything, but I, I do want to ask this follow-up question because it's oft overlooked. BYU was trailing 2 to nothing at Santa Clara and had to score two goals essentially late to get that tie and stay unbeaten mm-hmm. and keep yeah. the streak going. What happened in that game? What, uh, what were you thinking? What were you feeling when you were trailing 2 to nothing in the second half? Well, yeah. Going into that game, I don't think any of us expected to get scored on like that. We knew it's, it's always a tough game when we play Santa Clara, especially when we go to their place and we know they're a good team. Um, but I think, honestly, it might have been a little bit of a wake-up call when they scored those goals. And then we regrouped at halftime and we came out. And I think it's just the overall mentality of the team. We we're not going to get beat. Like I said, everyone on the team is super competitive. So I think just regrouping at halftime and then coming out, we were on fire. We weren't going to lose to Santa Clara or at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to preface this question by saying we realize that the greatest moment is still to come for this season. But what is your favorite moment thus far of this season for you? Oh, I don't know. There's been a lot of really cool moments. One of the funniest moments was last game when Jamie Shepard got that header, and I thought she scored it, and so did she. So she went sprinting the other way. But actually, Cam scored it. Yeah, got Cameron a little touch. Like, hey, uh, I, yeah. I, I actually got that. I know. I was yeah. really confused when everyone ran to Cam, though. Who, who do I, I hug? I'd go with it. But. <laughs> no, but honestly, I think one of my favorite moments was when we beat – Oh, either Alabama or Mississippi, I can't remember which one, where Kayla scored uh, off a free kick in like the last like two minutes of the game to um, win the game. Yeah, it was the 88th minute. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That would have been Mississippi It was State. Mississippi, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, I think it just kind of set the tone for the whole entire season. I just think at that moment we were like, yeah, let's go. Like we can come in clutch, I think. So... That's really awesome. I think that's interesting that that a moment like that in the second game of the year, like you 
things started to click. Like you guys realized in that moment that this could be a pretty special season. Oh, yeah. I just remember being so, like I've never been so excited. I've never given her the biggest hug like that before just because it was such an awesome i can't breathe yeah so awesome <laughs> josie Gwynn with us on byu sports nation of fourth ranked byu women's soccer the cougars ready for a second round showdown with louisville you can watch that game on byu tv tomorrow night eight eastern five pacific listen on byu radio okay before you go josie i want to kind of zone in on your competitive nature again in practice who do you hate practicing against the most on your team Oh, gosh. Well, I'll tell you who I love to be on the same team as. I love to be on the same team as Alyssa. Oh. When you're against Alyssa, it's she's so competitive. Well, everyone on the team is, but you love to have her on your team. You hate to have her not on your team. <laughs> That's just how it goes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. If you're not aware of how that works, hopefully you are. Yeah, you, you can I, ask any of your teammates. Yep. You will play better. It will happen because you okay. gave us some of your time and, and uh, joined us on the show. All right. Okay, we need you. you to sign the flag as well if you don't mind. Thank you so much. All right, Josie Thank Glenn. You, Josie. BYU Women's Soccer in the house. Coming up, our rise and shout-outs. And here's to a new wallpaper on my phone. Yes, plus our and one picks for BYU and Boise State basketball tonight. i got to catch up to Jerem. Going head-to-head on at least one of these. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. The show is always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's make our and one picks for tonight. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Me. Let's go. It's time to catch up to Jerem. I will review his picks, first of all. Well, you have the negative integer going. (laughs) I've got both of mine right. Yes, but you have to challenge yourself, Jason. Nobody said that was part of it. All right, Jerem's picks. BYU, he says, will make 10 or more three-pointers tonight. Give us some of that, and one. Wow. And he's taking, because he loves betting lines, the over <laughs> at 148 combined points between BYU and Boise State. Okay, so those are Jerem's picks. Mm-hmm. Now for my picks. Mm-hmm. I'm going head-to-head with Jerem on this one. BYU will not make 10-plus three-pointers. And one! Jake Toulson will lead the Cougars in scoring tonight. I feel like it could be a different man every night. I think it's going to be Jake Toulson at formerly Taco Bell Arena. Those are my picks. Okay, Jason, how are you going to go four for four this season? Uh, here we go. I'm going to keep it rolling. Okay. My first pick. The game will not come down to a last-second buzzer-beater shot. And one! <laughs> My and one pick, BYU will play at least seven players. It will be hilarious if this game attempts a buzzer beater, even if it goes in or doesn't go in. If if there's a buzzer beater attempted, you don't get it. Look, that's not as funny as the one where I picked they'll wear their white jerseys and we were both worried afterwards that they were going to come out in the Royals. (laughs) Yeah, but are they going to wear the alternate Royals or the Sky Blues honoring the 1981 squad? I'm pretty good about this one. I think I may get another three points BYU will play at least seven players. Yeah. <laughs> in a shocking move, Mark Pope only plays six players. Up. So. It was interesting. It was a new. It was a new philosophy. <laughs> the end one score right now is Jerem has nine points. I have three, and Jason has three. Three. Was I right or wrong on my previous picks? But who qualified this? You have to challenge yourself, man. Look. What are you, my teacher in all of my school years? What is this? What are, 
<laughs> Come on, Shep. Get it together. Don't you think I've heard that before quit in my ma- life? Quit mailing it in. <laughs> you would just challenge yourself. You'd be so much better at math. Uh, I'm being told that if you mail in your payment to Flow Sports right now, you may be able to watch the BYU game. How about I give you $20? Will you let those picks stay in? (laughs) Now that's something I could go for. Our question of the day. If you are not going to spend $20 to watch the BYU football game at UMass, what are you going to spend the $20 on? Mary Krantz answers on Facebook. Matching Han Solo Leia t-shirts for the husband and me. Upcoming Disney trip. Uh, it says, quote, Leia, I love you. Han, I know. Yeah, okay. that will be hers. Th- th- okay. be I know. Okay. Oh, it's great. Those, way, those are great t-shirts. By the way, one of the best lines of all time. I love you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Drops the mic. Carbonite. I mean, just carbon frozen right there. <laughs> the smirk on his face, too. He's just not afraid of anything. It was ad-libbed. That was not in the script. Oh, I didn't know that. That was ad-libbed. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Andrew Garnett on Facebook. I'll donate the $20 to BYU TV just to spite Flow Sports. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Jason, you take this one. Oh, I get to read it? Yes. All right, from Vicki Thurman on Facebook. I got burned on the $5 I had to pay for the game on ESPN Plus earlier this season. Not falling for that again. Okay. This one should be a win. Uh, stat builder, so I'll just enjoy Greg Rubel on the radio. Yeah. Goku. Yes, it's, yes. it's going to be the defining, crowning moment of we the BYU all radio enjoy football Greg season. Rubel on the radio. Yes, yes, absolutely. Today's rise and shout-outs now. Jason, for me, I'm giving it to Max Tooley, who is... A freakish athlete. Not only does he play linebacker for BYU, but his first tweet ever features a slow-motion windmill dunk at Max Tooley 23 You put out more content like that, Max, people are going to follow you on your social media accounts. Yeah, uh, speaking of content, that's where I'm going to go with my rise and shout-out. A, uh, a shout-out to uh, Dave Broberg and his okay. team for okay. creating the TJ Haas buzzer beater wallpaper. Yes, yes. Uh, It is on my phone as oh, we speak. It's oh, wait, there. No, no. Show it, show it, here Jason. We go, here we go, there we go. It's the thing of beauty. It is. Nope, nope. There it is. There's, there's there the shot. There it is. is the shot. It's on my phone. So uh, congratulations. As soon as I saw it, it was up. That's also free, not $20. That is true. Our thanks to today's guests, Josie Gwynn and Greg Rubel. Conversation continues on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Ashley Hatch. See you for BYU Football with Kalani Sitake up next.